I am Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 136 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode Holiday Monster. Uh, but I want to remind you guys that this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Please go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the show, what I can do to improve. If you have a suggestion, you can leave it there. Or you could subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes or the Google Play Store. Uh, please go there, give me the likes, the stars, the subscribes, things like that. Let me know what I can do to improve. Or, again, if you have a suggestion on what you want me to do uh, with the show, like a topic or something, uh, drop it there. Um, and um, you can also write me an email at gwgpodfellows at, e- at uh, gmail.com. That's gwg podfellows at gmail.com go there uh leave me an email let me know you think of the show or if you have a topic again something you want me to talk about um and you can find me on twitter at just little joe so yeah uh i'm calling this episode holiday monster uh because well it's the holidays and uh i'm planning some end of the year stuff uh that i'm planning for whatever so i don't really have a review this week but i do want to talk about holiday depression and how uh you know how that pertains to grief uh because obviously i've experienced uh the holidays and i've experienced grief and i know what it's like when the loved one that you care about very deeply is not around uh i know um it's been really rough on uh, me because my parents aren't around and even if i'm an adult with a family my wife um, you know, my parents, I would still get a phone call from them. Maybe we would hang out, uh, you know, I'd see my mother, we'd hang out with the family. We'd see how everything was, you know, how we were doing. We'd talk to each other. We'd exchange some gifts. And my father would usually come over and watch some movies on Christmas day. Uh, he was a big Beatles fan and there's a new documentary called get back that is on Disney plus. Um, and I know he would have loved it. And I've been thinking about that a lot about, you know, I can't really, I haven't watched it yet. Um, but I can't really share it. Not that I can't share with my wife or anything, but, like, my dad is the reason why I like the Beatles, you know. He told me about them, and I bought albums for him uh, when I was young with the Beatles, and then I took all the albums and listened to them, uh, and he did not. Because I, I basically just had a CD player, like a single CD player with the headphones, and uh, he could never listen to them again because I was listening to them so much. I took all of and I ended up just buying them for me because I told myself, well, I'm just buying these for him. And then I ended up, again, listening to them so much that, uh, yeah, I just ended up listening to them. So it's sad that I can't go, hey, come over and watch this incredibly long documentary on the Beatles uh, because he would just sit here and drink coffee and smoke cigarettes and pr- watch the thing, you know. Um, and now since the holidays on the um, on the weekend, we have a little bit more time, so we probably could have gotten through all those. But I was thinking about it a lot. You know, a lot of people are dealing with, especially with um, uh, the COVID, uh, the coronavirus that maybe a lot of people are just isolating at home or, you know, um, you might have COVID and have to isolate so you can't spend time with your relatives, you know, which is terrible. And so um, I picked some articles from different resources, uh, the hospicefoundation.org published an article on the three C's for holiday grief. They basically said what I just said, that sometimes it's rough to, um, there's no author given to this. I think it was uh, probably written by the staff. And I don't know what day this was published. But I do think they called it three C's for the holidays. I'm not going to read all the whole article, but I will say, uh, oh, these are recommended by uh, grief expert Kenneth J. Doka, who has a PhD. Um, I guess he's a obviously a psychologist or whatever. doesn't really say that. But... Um, 
the two, there's one choose, the, the three C's of holiday grief are choose, communicate, and compromise. I will say the choose part, I understand. It's like, hey, if, if you don't think you can go somewhere, do something, or you don't want to be around a particular group of people, uh, it's maybe too painful. You know, maybe you lost a family member, and the rest of the family says, hey, why don't you come over anyway? And it might be in the same place that the loved one died, and you may say that I can't do that. I can't be there where my mom died or whatever, um, or my father or whoever, you know. Um, but I will say the other two that I think are pretty important here are communicate. Um, and I think this, this is important, so I'll read this. Uh, the second C is communicate. So the first one was choose. Obviously, choose what you can do and where you can go and who you can be with. And uh, the second one is communicate, uh, which I guess would be clear, but I'm going to read uh, what it says. It says communicate. Discussing your choices with others, especially those affecting, affected by them, is important. They have needs as well. There's ways of dealing with grief. Their way of dealing with grief may be different. June, for example, talked with her sister-in-law, explaining her feelings, and asked if she could make a decision that, uh, that day. Once her sister-in-law understood June's feelings and needs, she understood June's need for flexibility. Traditions may come into play because they involve choices. Communication about them is also important. The Smith family, for example, had a long discussion about how to handle the Christmas tree following the death of one of their children. So uh, what I took from this, reading this, is basically just, obviously communication is important in your life, and if there's people that it's really rough to be around, maybe not them, but at the house or the location because of what happened, uh, you just need to tell them that and, and tell them this is why I can't do this instead of uh, being quiet. Again, you know, I've been to th some therapy and I did some of these things when... Uh, all the grief happened in my life um or actually i didn't communicate and that was a problem you know you, you shut down emotionally you don't talk to people and nobody knows what's going on when really you can just say this is how i'm feeling you know and my wife did ask me uh before christmas i'm recording this the day after christmas and my wife asked me you know are you doing okay and I, and I told her about the beatles thing and then with my dad and just calling my mom and seeing how my mom's doing and spending time with her we usually have a couple cup of coffee talk about the year and how crazy it was and then open gifts make each other laugh she would always give me socks uh i need socks this year so i gotta go buy socks now um all my socks i've had i have one pair of socks that don't have holes in them so that was uh, depressing uh <laughs> my mom would give me socks and it's weird when you get older you're excited for socks but anyway so yeah communicate with people around you and just tell people how you feel it's hard but if you do that you might have a better holiday so um the second C is compromise. So this is, goes a little bit into the first two, but it says each person deals with loss in, in his or her own particular way and therefore has different needs. There is no right or wrong way to grieve. Leaving space for compromise is important. For example, some people in the Smith family saw the Christmas tree as an important tribute to their late son and brother. Other family, other family members felt it was disrespectful. They talked through each point of view and decided to have a small tree, not in the central living room, but in the family room. Those who wanted to help decorate could, but those who could not uh, would be respected. Nothing changes the fact that holidays can be especially difficult while grieving, but if you choose your actions, communicate your choice to others, and find suitable compromises, you may find that you become bearable uh, and that you have renewed strength and hope. I Again, I think this kind of feeds into the second point of just talking to the people around you saying, I don't like that, I don't like this, you know, I don't like that, I don't... Um, you know, and, and some of those compromises have changed, obviously, with time. There used to be things I wanted to do on the holidays, like, you know, I had to drink a lot of coffee, which I still drink some coffee, but not as much, or, um, 
stuff my mom would do. She would uh, make salsa and stuff, and I would eat an absorbent amount of salsa chips on Christmas, which is weird, but um, it just reminded me of my mom, and I don't really do that anymore. And some of that, it's okay, and, and it gets a little bit easier to deal with these things or process them through time. You can, again, tell people and communicate how you feel, and, um, you know, some things aren't as pressing as they used to be. Uh, that I, you have to, it, but some people need that. They need the ritual. That was something I didn't, um, there was a lot of articles that I read finding this one about how ritual was important, about maybe lighting a candle or writing a letter to someone you care about and doing it every year on the same day, you know obviously the holidays like Christmas and how important that was because it basically set up a new ritual because the holidays is, even if you're not religious, is kind of about, um, you know, uh, it's about ritual and doing the same thing over and over again, the same time of year, stuff like that. Um, and the, that, that pretty much sums up that article. Uh, the next article I wanted to read is, um, from the Sacramento Bee, this woman is basically sharing her story of loss. It says, The grief that I feel during Christmas time is, is a welcome reminder of love and loss by Robin Epley on December 24th, so a few days ago, 2021. Um, her mother died uh, in April of 2019, and her grandfather died. Uh, I don't know if she says the date of um, January of this year, so 2021, so the beginning of this year, so... Um, he had, um, Edward, he died from pancreatic cancer. His mo- her mother died of a heart attack. Um, obviously, uh, you know, out of the, you know, out of the blue, she didn't know. Um, she talks a lot about her family here. Um, I, she comes up with this, uh, she shared it from someone else, but there's this idea of a ball where it just feels too heavy and it weighs you down. But like the more time goes on, uh, maybe the ball waste less and that ball is supposed to be grief um but i i've heard a lot of analogies to uh characterize grief and things and i don't know maybe i haven't found one yet that really (laughs) that really hit me but there was this part uh in the article that i really liked you know it was nice for her to talk about her mother and grandfather and obviously what they meant to her but um this is what she says like midway through the article she says when my mother died and again with the death of my grandfather, I noticed that there are two types of people in the world. Uh, those who have experienced loss and those who have not. In the early days of grief, I sought out the former from, sought out the former for comfort. We were all part of the same horrible club now, and I found that there is an inherent empathy with that group that cannot be taught, only earned. Um, and I'm reminded of this uh, because... Um, I did have, I think my father died, a friend of mine, uh, Ben, who I've talked about, who died in 2018 of glioplastoma, he did try to, um, he tried to empathize, empathize with me and talk about how he kind of understood what I was going through, but he had a completely different example. Both his parents were alive, um, and I think he equated it basically to having a rough day at work. Now, I don't think he had any malice or whatever, but I think... You know, I was in a bad place, and I was with another friend. There was three of us. We were sitting there having a couple beers. And I think he said, you know, it's it, it's comparable. And I remember another friend of mine driving me home saying, that's not really the same thing. Uh, and I kind of felt the same way. It's not, you know. Um, but, you know, your friend's trying to be there for you. They're trying to tell you stories. Uh, they're trying to be thoughtful. Um, but, yeah, I, I think... Um, 
I don't know if I'm going to read her ball story on here because I think it, uh, I don't know. It, it didn't really hit for me, but, um, I, I do like this. Uh, I'll read the last two paragraphs of, uh, this, um, story because I do like it. Um, I often share this concept, the concept of the ball with people I see experiencing loss and grief because nearly three years down the road, I often find myself more able to comfort than needing to be comforted. My Christmas wish for you is that you also reach this place someday, and I hope you remember that it's possible to simultaneously grieve and find joy in the holiday season at the same time. And I have to say that that is true. It is hard to uh, think of, uh, you know, I'm sad that my parents have passed and that I've lost children, but it was nice to see my relatives uh, and them talk about their families and kids were running around and it was great. Uh, my cousin just had, uh, has a, I think a three month old, four month old. Uh, he was, well, actually he's about a year now. He's walking around and he was, uh, he's a big chunky baby and he's all smiles and it was kind of nice to see him run around. Um, I also got to see my nephew a few days ago. We went to the Christmas, uh, Christmas event nearby where they lit up the fairgrounds and, uh, he held my hand. Uh, my wife said it uh, made her a little sad, but it was nice to sit there and hold my hands. He's like, oh, Uncle Joe, hey, and he, like, grabbed my hand, so that was kind of nice. So, um, yeah, the, the last paragraph article says, I'm crying a little right now as I write these words. The memories have made the ball large again, so the ball of grief. Birthdays, holidays, and anniversaries nev never fail to increase the size uh, of my grief, too, but I'm grateful for the blessings of life, full of love and loss. Christmas time, with all of its memories and anniversaries, fills me with gratitude for what I have, what I what I have had, and all the wonderful things yet to come. And uh, that's pretty true. That's kind of what I feel. The idea that you know this isn't this isn't great, but I'm still getting new memories. I'm um, you know still experiencing new things. With my wife, we're still having great times together. Um, I think it's it's really great. Um, so the last article I'm going to read is uh, from Vitas Healthcare. It's just vitas.com. Uh, there's a tip line. Well, not a tip line. I guess you call them for healthcare. But this has to do with the new year. And I want to bring this up because this episode will come out, you know, before the new year. So um, there's a lot in this article, and I'm not going to read everything. It's pretty chunky. I will say there's tips on here that are bullet-pointed, and I'll go through these, and I think these are pretty important. So... Um, Tips for facing the new year uh, with grief and everything is begin by getting needed rest. If you're still exhausted from caregiving or from acute grieving, focus on physical recovery. Consider talking to your doctor about how to rebuild yourself physically. And I think that's a big deal, just getting a good night's sleep. You know, um, you can just kind of face the day a little bit differently. And uh, as I get older, sleep becomes very important. So, yeah. Um, give yourself a mental rest. Replace negative thoughts with positive affirmations about yourself and soothe yourself with music, prayer, uplifting literature, tears, and laughter. So, yeah, I mean, I think the tendency sometimes if you're grieving, obviously, is to kind of, you know, we talk about the holidays and depression, is to kind of find yourself in a hole and just to keep it staying in that hole. And I'm just going to stay here. I'm not going to communicate with anybody. I'm just going to go about my way. But it is okay to take a break. It is okay to stop reading about grief. It is okay to stop looking at photos of people that have passed and feeling sad. It is okay to watch a comedy, uh, spend time with your loved ones, uh, you know, engage, like make each other laugh, 
you know, um, read a trashy novel. There's a lot of great, like, dime store style novels out there that you can read that really don't, you know, it's the, what am I reading? Or somebody, you know, the detective gets the bad guy and whatever. It's like all that stuff doesn't matter, but it's a great way to just mentally rest and recharge so you can uh, focus on what really is important, you know, which is, you know, your family now. Um, pay attention to hope and desire. Find small practical ways to give yourself new pleasures. Yeah, find new hobbies, uh, new ways to plug in, you know, stuff like that. Um, I do pick video games sometimes in this where I'm like, you know, I just want to play a game. Uh, I've talked about it several times, but Marvel's Avengers is the best 6 out of 10 game that no one is playing. I don't think I like that game so much because... Uh, when I deal with the grief and play a game for the website and it's very, uh, you know, down and somewhat, uh, depressing or whatever, because they're always talking about love and loss and, uh, grieving. Cause that's what I, those are the type of games I play for, obviously for the podcast. Um, I will play Marvel's Avengers afterwards just to clean my palate and turn the sound off and listen to, a, you know, a music or a podcast about gaming or something or a news, whatever, and just punch robots in Avengers because it's, you don't have to think about it. I played it so much. Uh, there's not a clock on the PS4, but I've spent a lot of time playing it. Um, and so that's a good way to like recharge for me to play something that's completely, you know, doesn't have to do with love, loss, grieving, all that kind of stuff. So that's, um, I like doing that. Uh, the next bullet point is attend a support group or talk with friends and family members. Uh, who can list and share memories. I mean, we, I do, my wife and I do that all the time about, you know, did your dad really drink that much coffee in the holidays? Yes. It, it was amazing the amount of coffee he could drink, you know? And yeah, my mom made taco pie for Christmas, but it was great. It was, um, it was a pie of tacos. And I know, um, people may think that that's somehow sacrilegious for a taco or a pie, but it was really good. I liked it. Um, the next bullet point is, Seek spiritual support from a local minister, rabbi, priest, or imam. I would say, yeah, if that is something that you need or help you need, do that. Um, I can't really speak to that. I'm not religious. But if you need to talk to somebody who's gone through it, um, I think I just reach out to my therapist and say, hey, man, uh, I need to talk or something like that. And my wife will say sometimes we rotate through sessions back and forth. Like if my wife's feeling like she needs extra help. Or just another, you know, someone to listen that is trained. She'll take a therapy session, and then maybe the next time I'll take a therapy session, and then we'll come together and talk about stuff. But um, yeah, so if you need to take a break, take a break, uh, I guess, and talk to someone. Again, I've talked about it a lot. Uh, you know, talk to someone that has been trained to deal with stuff like this, whether it be a priest or a therapist. I recommend a therapist. Uh, it's a long thing to get into, but I think therapy is pretty important. So. Um, find courage to live. This is the last bullet point. Find courage to live into the future by living in the present one day at a time. Do the best you can to care for yourself and others today. And um, yeah, I mean, there is this tendency sometimes to get stuck in the past and you don't know how to feel. You don't know what to do with your feelings and how to feel about them. And it, it is terrible sometimes. And you think to yourself, I can't ever see myself getting out of this. But I think if you take one moment at a time and just try to... Um, stay relaxed and really focus on you know there's got to be somebody in your life like my wife is important obviously very important to me and so it's easy for us to do things together to just stay focused and do it that way so yeah I mean I know the holidays are hard for a lot of people and especially again if you're dealing with grief or any kind of loss 
or maybe you're uh, again isolated today for quarantining or just in general like maybe you've lost someone because of covid and you're not allowed to maybe grieve with your family because you know i've read tons of stories of because of protocols uh, memorial services are either pared down or socially distanced over zoom or something to mitigate what's going on and that that could change how you grieve and it may not work for you you may need to see people and be in a group and want to share stories of the deceased and you can't do that uh, for reasons you know for medical reasons so um, if you're going through that I'm sorry if you want to talk to somebody there's um, the NIMBY the um, you know it's okay to not be okay Um, go there call someone there's a suicide prevention line I mean there's tons of resources out there don't feel afraid to talk to someone, you know, tell someone how you feel, and, um, I don't know, just be safe, uh, be kind to one another, and, uh, you know, it'll be a new year soon, I actually like the new year, I know a lot of people think it's silly or whatever to have a resolution, I like literally taking stock of myself over the new year and deciding what I want to do, uh, and how I want to be a different person, or hopefully a better person, uh, through the new year, so, um, I think that's it this week, guys uh, and gals. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. I want to remind people that this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Go there, uh, leave me a, you know, a suggestion, a comment, stuff like that. Or you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes or the Google Play Store. Um, go there. Uh, let me know what you think of the show. Uh, you know, Leave me the likes, the subscribes, the stars, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the ratings, um, and you can write me an email at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. So go there, leave a comment, you know, what you think of the show, how you heard about the show. That'd be great to hear where my audience is coming from. Um, and also you can find me on Twitter at Just Little Joe. So uh, with that, everybody, I think that's it for this week, and I will talk to you guys again in the new year next week. Uh, bye. Thank you.